1: gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to invite you to join us at our next workshop coming up June 8th through the 10th in Texas in the peaceful rolling hill country. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio with your hosts, Jonathan and Stephen. This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. Uh, my name is Jonathan, and I'm here with Steven Cervantes. So, my good friend, how are you?
0: I'm glad to be here. Good. It's always fun. Yeah. I love this stuff, you know. People say,
1: don't you get tired of
0: it? Wow, well, isn't it heavy and a bird? And it's like, no, it's not my life that's a mess. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing fine, you know. That's right, yeah.
1: So, uh, so listeners, before we get started, uh, I just want to let you know um, about a podcast. Uh, platform for training that we have developed and that we're continuing to grow. It's called our Pure Life Academy, and we're really excited about this. We've already got a few courses on there, um, and as we continue to partner and network with other ministries and leaders, uh, more and more content will be showing up on there, but it's really a place for uh, getting training in the area of sexual mm-hmm. integrity and then also for leaders to be able to know, hey, what's how can I get training in these areas as well? So if you go to purelifeacademy.org, you can see our programs that are uh, that are up there, and and plug into one of those courses. And again, there will be more and more content that comes up on there throughout the months and years ahead. So, Stephen, we are going to um, pick at, pick up kind of where we left off last time. So, why don't you get our listeners up to speed on the story of this this particular gentleman? We've we've kind of had a, a it's been kind of cool. We've sort of been able to see this guy's life over time and. We had a, uh, an initial two-part broadcast on his awakening that occurred actually in our 2017 broadcast. So if you actually go to puresexradio.com and go to the full archive section, then uh, November 25th and December 2nd of 2017, we had a two-part series called The Moment of Awakening. And that was actually the foundation of this guy's story. This was the original part of this guy's story. But now we're doing a, a part two. What do we, we call it? My second... Awakening. My second awakening. So why don't you get us caught up and then we'll keep going? Because there was a kind of a very interesting sort of snag that we're this building guy up hit, here yes. in the
0: story. So first of all, I got to thank this gentleman who went to Gateway Weekend, and um, he said, "Yes, you can tell uh, my story. We we always protect men, uh, but our stories we share." And so I said last time that this one story. One man's story will bless a thousand men. And I want to repeat that because that's what this is about. It's not about me. It's not about Jonathan. Mm-hmm. It's about men blessing men. And God doing, we take a little feeble effort here and, and we offer it up to the Lord and he He just multiplies like crazy. And so this, i want to say thank you again to the man who said, yeah, you can use my story because it's a gift to God to bless other men. So thank you for that. So he says, this is my second awakening. It's nine months after my first awakening. And we're into the story. you got to go listen to the first part if you missed it. But he said, I started strong, but I didn't stay strong. Little chores and busyness fill my day. And my marriage started to drift downward. And in that gap, the old stuff comes up again. I felt alone. I felt empty. And we were disconnected. And that's a bad formula in a marriage because mm-hmm. I got distracted and my old stuff called back to me and my mind wandered back to fantasy and escaping and, and making up fun stories in my head of how life should be and how it can be wonderful. And he said, one stupid moment I crossed the line. I made a sexual mistake. And when I woke up, my first thought was, oh, no. And then my second response was to get angry. I was angry at myself, I was angry at my wife, I was angry at God. And I, I hoped that everything would quietly just blow over. But instead there was a big announcement. My wife said, I'm done, I'm done, no more. Hmm. So humbly, I put some stuff together and I moved out. And I went back to my mom's house and I was angry for about a week. This isn't fair. I don't deserve this. This isn't right. Then it dawned on me. I'm stuck again. This is me and my anger. I'm stuck. I shook myself. Stop the old sad thinking. It's time to go back to emotional growth and finish the emotional work that I started nine months ago. I knew I was angry, but angry at what? What was a major theme in my life for which I was angry because angry was always anger was always around and angry was anger was my solution, anger was my friend, anger was a part of me forever. And I thought about it, and it's hard to admit. Okay, I'm gonna stop you there. Yeah. yeah. There's build
1: up. He's, yes. he's about to, just so you know, you, you guys can't see the piece of paper that we're looking at, but there's going to be a major line here, a major revelation here in this guy's life. But okay. before we actually make the statement of the revelation, I want to unpack what just happened here okay. in the relationship. Good. Because he he blew it, meaning he, he messed up. He was good for nine months. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to I I unpack that because I think there's a, there's a moment within this moment, right? We talk, call this the second awakening. Hmm. Some of it is, I think, what he even realized in that mess up. He had the first reaction of, oh, no, right? And I think, I think all of us, when, whenever right. we mess up, we have that realization. There's, there's like an oh, awakening no. <laughs> that happens after we yes. mess up, right? That says, That's... wait a second, that wasn't what I was meant for. That's not what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Oh, no, and I think wrapped up in that, oh, no, was everything he said about where his disappointment and anger was directed in terms of himself, his wife, even his God. And I think it's important to acknowledge that because so many times we want to we rush past that to the solution, right? Hey, what are you supposed to do to solve your mistake there, Stephen? Yeah,
0: right, right. Let's just fix it so it doesn't happen again real quick. Yeah. Let's just do A, B, and C.
1: That's all. Okay, good. And. Maybe I'm wrong here, and, and you're much more of uh, the emotional expert than I am, but is it is it maybe helpful being a child of God mm. to be still mm. after we have messed up and simply learn to, like we talked about in the last broadcast of what do you do in an emotional moment? well there needs to be presence yes and and what if we did this in terms of a receiving way if, what if we said i'm going to get still enough so that i can experience the presence of god mm. so that i can receive the comfort that he has for me because he says as far name. as the east is from the west so far have i removed yes. your sins from you and do not hold them against you mm. and so then and then also in that moment can i receive the help that he wants to offer me in that moment so i think it's important to sort of analyze and be willing to to stop and pause in that moment of awakening right after we fail. Because we want to, I think as men many times too, we want to go towards solution. And sometimes what we want to do is we want to go towards manipulating the next outcome. Yes. Like, okay, how am I going to say this to my wife so that she doesn't freak out? Or how am I going to confess? How am I going to Minimize
0: it, make it smaller. It wasn't that yeah. bad. It was just a little. It was just one time. Was, I'm how am I going to protect
1: my reputation and yeah, all those all that things? All that stuff, yeah. Instead of good. just stopping, part of emotional health is saying, yes, I failed. God, I'm laying it before you. I need your presence. I need your help. I need your comfort. Right See, now. I
0: love that, to go to the presence of God and just sit there and let him— comfort you Mm -hmm. right just be still be mindful say you know and actually uh, a mistake on his part was when he felt alone Mm -hmm. and restless and discontent and disconnected right he should have been working on spiritual growth and he should have gone to find his wife
1: and part of that too yeah if we back up even before the failure is this is a point of instruction for us as men right Right. When we start to recognize those feelings of emptiness and loneliness and anger and fear, yes. those are triggers that we need emotional connection with our spouse. That's right. And so, if we can beca- begin to be more trained to reach yeah. out and say, "I'm feeling angry," "I'm feeling alone," "I'm feeling scared," "I'm feel-, you know, well, and that's the prayer.
0: God, I feel so alone right now. Mm-hmm. Let me just enjoy your presence.
1: Yeah. But I got to tell you but, something. But Here I wanted ahead. to say don't forget your thought. Yeah. But I wanted to say something about that though. I have seen in my own life as well as in other men's lives a, a almost a way of hiding behind that spiritual connection mm. from actually saying those things to our wives.
0: No, no, no you lost me. Hiding so the and The idea not of saying. you say
1: you saying hey no it's it's good to go to God and say hey I'm feeling these things yeah. and all that. But sometimes I think what men have done is they think that's only what they need to do is I just need to go to God and say these things. Instead of realizing, no, I also need to say this to my wife. Oh, yes. I need to say that I'm feeling scared and I don't yeah, know what to do. Yeah. No, that's, how, because, that's why I said
0: both. Yeah. we got to be honest and do our spiritual work. Because a lot of guys will hide behind the spiritual. They'll do half, you know, you're and, saying. Yeah. But they won't do the relational. and say, right. say, I'm feeling lonely now. I'm feeling sad. Can you just? Can we just talk about what's going on? I feel so disconnected from you, right? Close the gap. When mm-hmm. you feel that feeling...
1: Figure out what's healthy to do with that feeling instead of escape. And even when we do, like in this guy's case, I mean, even if we respond to that failure moment in a way of going to God and getting his presence and comfort and help, doesn't mean that your wife isn't going to say, I'm done. It doesn't mean that there may not be separate. It doesn't mean that the right. circumstance yeah. in the As relationship ending, is going to be that, great. Yeah. But I think all we're trying to do here, if you kind of— understand this whole thing. All we're trying to do here is look at the issue of emotional development. Like, what does it yeah. take? And again, just a reminder to the listeners and viewers that um, when we say emotional development, we mean emotional spiritual Absolutely. development, right? So yeah. let me go back to that, because yesterday morning
0: I was at a breakfast. No, it was two days ago. But uh, Gary Smalley's son oh, there. Oh, yeah, is yeah, yeah, Greg yeah. Smalley, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that's right. You were there. Yeah, we were. So we were both there. To, so, and was that not powerful, what he said? Mm. He The one, my takeaway was, we want to be loved, and we're in search of love. But what if God loves us, and that's enough? Mm-hmm. What if our craving for God, our craving for love is first answered by God? Yeah, And so that we, I mean, it's like he said, we don't have a hole that has to be filled. People walk around. I got a hole in my heart. I got a hole in my heart It's like, no, you want to be loved, mm-hmm. and God's already ready, waiting to fill that. He's already d- demonstrated that. Yeah, yeah, he's already done that. That is so incredible. For every man listening out there, think about this: you're hungry to be loved, and you go out there desperately trying to grab it and find it and take it. But what if God mm-hmm. so loves you, and you and He can be buddies and have a great relationship and and then you're, you're whole. Then you can go to your wife whole and add to instead of go to her with this deficit that she has to fill. And then she's humanity, so she doesn't do a great job. And I just love mm-hmm. that thought, that God is the first place. And, and that, you know, it's funny because as you get older, you can, you can really know that. When you're younger, it's hard to know. No, I need a friend to love me. No, not just a God. I need a friend. Yeah. But as you get older and you're on this journey longer you realize oh my goodness it is just God and I we're on this long walk together he is here with me it's just powerful. Mm-hmm. I love that thought
1: that he shared. And so then when this guy then gets to oh, this back to the critical no, understanding we were telling No no you I think it's good. I mean all all of these uh Side conversations are not disconnected from this guy's story. So. No, no, that's good. But so he's going he to have this major revelation, yes. right? Because what he's trying to do now is he's trying to say, what am I so angry at? Why am yes. I so angry? What's the theme? So what did he conclude? So he said, what was the major
0: theme? I had to ask myself, I'm angry. I carry this anger. And I had to admit to myself. And he said, okay, here goes. I have resented my mother forever. I have resented my mother She was a cold, hard mom. I never felt loved by her, and I never felt loved by anyone. Hmm. He said, I know anger. I don't know love. I would often find myself pissed off at my wife and my home and my God, and just pissed off at others, but underneath the anger has always been this boy crying out to be loved. And as I reflect, I realize I do not know love or comfort. I don't comfort myself and I do not comfort my wife. And as a young boy, my life was stressful and there was no comfort.
1: So I want to unpack this idea of comfort. First of all, you know, he realizes he's got this major lifelong resentment against his mom, and that's kind of the undergirding of the anger issue. But I find it interesting that he finally also realized that that is connected to this issue of no comfort. And when, mm. I hear the, when I hear the word comfort, especially in this context of what he's saying there, another word that comes to my mind that may be helpful for our listeners, too, is, is the word peace. Peace. Because I really think when Absolutely. you think of comfort, it's not—the um, reason I wanted to say that word is because I think sometimes in our, in our modern culture, when we think of comfort, we think of convenience and pleasure and i tend oh. to think of comfort on a soul level yes. much more in a deeper peace yes. like i'm at rest i'm not yes. i'm not like he says my boy my boy life was stressful was
0: stressful. it was probably um,
1: Friday and anger who knows we haven't found out yet so it's interesting that he realizes that man this this lack of of love um caused stress that led to anger stress meaning no comfort that led to this long-term resentment and anger. And you so, know what?
0: You can you can decode anger in this story as um, I need something, I'm not going to get it. I'm going to be pissed off about it and and I'm going to I'm going to walk around and I'm going to protect myself. Mm. I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be angry at you first. I'm going to be angry. For, I'm not going to look for love or comfort. I'm just going to be angry. You can see the tool that he's using everywhere he goes, right? If, if he doesn't like you, get put out with you. I'm angry. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's angry with God. But you understand it's like a cheap substitute for what he really wants. Right. But, but you can't do nothing in life. You have to do something. So you do anger. But what you really want is rest and comfort and love. But if it's not
1: offered... You got to be strong. You got to And anger is strong. Let me ask you a question for, for the the help of our listeners. Um, you know, I can imagine that there's some listeners out there that are going, "Okay, so this guy came to this conclusion that his underlying theme for anger in his life was his resentment of his mother. How does one come to that conclusion? How does one understand? Like, what does it take for a person to? To dig to, down to understand, then something. wow, I can get that much clarity on a statement of what's underneath it. Because I do feel like there's a lot of listeners out there. I mean, I was this way myself. How do you how do you get to that level of understanding the foundation of your anger or your fear or? But you got to peel it back, right? Was
0: anger yesterday? Yep. The day before? Yep. How far as it go back? Was I angry in high school? Yep. Was I angry in middle school? Yep. Was I angry in okay. Where? And then. And so you just peel it back. Where, where does the anger start, right? Mm-hmm. And then what he did was remember he had been journaling thoughts and doing all this work. Then he stopped doing it. But in the moment of crisis, he had to take an honest look at himself, right? If you're using something like control or perfectionism or anger, if you're using something, that's a tool you found to survive, that's never part of your original design. Mm-hmm. It's just something you're doing because it made you strong and powerful and gave you a place and you didn't get run over in life. Yeah. Right. So he had to go back. What am I mad about? What am I mad about? It's a great question to go back. We don't know ourselves very well. Right. And so slow down and learn yourself better. And and I think you're right. You have to go through it. He, he it took a crisis. He stripped wide open. He's probably in a prayerful mindset. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, what am I angry about? Uh, when does it start?
1: Okay, for the, we want to keep going because yeah, this yeah, is yeah, about yeah, the yeah. second awakening, track, right? right? This is the second awakening. So
0: so one day I'm sitting in the living room at my mom's house, and I decide to tell her my thoughts. And so I say, Mom, I don't know how to comfort, to offer comfort to other people. I don't know how to comfort others. And she starts to tear up, and she says, I'm not good at offering comfort either. Then I start to cry, and I put my head in my mom's lap, and we both weep. For the first time in my life, mom comforts me. I rested so peacefully in her comfort. At the same time my spirit jumped, I found the missing piece. It was like a puzzle in my life, and I found the one piece that was missing, and we kept talking, Mom said, No, I told Mom, I never felt close to you. In fact, Mom, I felt emotionally abandoned by you. You were not there for me. You never enjoyed me, Mom. I don't know you, and you don't know me. Hmm. And Mom responds, I'm not good at being close or nurturing. I know I always keep you at arm's length. I keep everyone at arm's length. Remember the theme of their life. Mm -hmm. Here's mother's theme. Keep everybody away. Maybe she's not angry, but she uses distance, right? This is a broken emotional system. I keep everyone distant. I never learned closeness or comfort as a child either. So I don't offer comfort. Even at my age, I still find nurturing and closeness difficult. And then she went on. And And she shared some more thoughts. I know how to act strong. I need to be I needed to be strong growing up, and then I just stayed strong in my adulthood. It's funny, I see myself acting strong, even when I don't need to. there There is something I want you to know: My strength protected you. Dad was gone a lot, but I was always there. And when Dad was home, he drank heavily, and then he got mean and aggressive. And my strength protected you. Hmm. What do you think?
1: Well, there's a lot here. I mean, what a what a healing moment. I mean, I even started tearing up when, that, when it says that he put his head in her lap and they started to weep. I mean, uh, what a healing moment. Yes. I mean, you talked about earlier, I, I totally agree with Greg Smalley and the idea that, listen, we don't have... God has filled that hole in our God is the one that can mm. that has demonstrated love, perfect love for us, and so we don't need to be clamoring in a needy, clingy sort of way for love that God has already shown to us. But there is something um, necessary and healing in uh, mother-child relationship, yes. father-child relationship that we don't want to dismiss. The reality mm. of the, the gift and the importance that there is for healing and comfort in those relationships. But isn't
0: that the reflection of the Father's love, too? Yes, yeah. I mean, you can see this tender moment, right? It is a spiritual moment. And it's, it's a, a healing he, moment. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Keep going. Were you going somewhere else? or No, or no.
1: I, I want to see no. what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> There's still, there seems to be <laughs> unending pages here of how much this story is. It's pretty awesome. Okay.
0: My strength protected you. That's
1: what she said. Yeah, that's right.
0: He said that statement shocked me. Her strength was used for my protection. Wow. I thought it was just there to keep me away. Mm. My past started to make sense. I just sat there like a little boy enjoying his mother. This was a first. The mother continued. I just did not know how to turn off my strength. Sometimes I was strong when I didn't need to be. Being strong is all I know. Then she cried. Then I cried. Healing was happening. Suddenly I understood. And there was great clarity about why we were never close. My life had been a puzzle. I knew there was a missing piece. Suddenly there was a great joy. I was finding the missing piece. My anger left. Hope rose. It was the first time in 29 years that my soul was at rest. Mm. Today, I felt the love of a mother. Mom kept herself safe by using her anger and distance to survive in her own life. She became strong to survive growing up in her family. She needed to stay strong with a traveling, drinking husband. Mom kept being strong even with her own children. So this is my second awakening. I've served others, often acting in the role of caretaker, but I do not know how to take care of myself. I do not know how to self-soothe. Today, a new, day, a new door opens. I must learn to self-soothe, to rest, which is the opposite of being angry and restless. Then I will know how to soothe my wife and my children. My marriage has suffered from my strength, anger, and distance. I close this writing with this new mission statement. To be fully developed, I need to learn closeness, rest, and self-soothing. Oh, and there's a second closing thought. I hope there are more awakenings
1: ahead. Mm, That is awesome. So I want to make a couple of comments here about this second awakening. You know, when he says I, I don't know how to self soothe, mm. I wrote a little note out next to that without acting out. Oh yeah, that's so right. the that's idea the old. is the old way of self soothing is yes. I go act out because yes. what do I do? I don't know. I don't know what to do with my anger. I don't know where it originates. I don't know what to do, and so. What I learned along the way was the only way that I can self soothe is to go out and act out sexually.
0: Yeah, and that's a soothing. It really does soothe you for a moment.
1: It soothes you for a moment, but it also it also creates that understanding that I'm empty, I'm emotionally underdeveloped, I don't know how to receive comfort or give comfort. And it all doesn't those heal things. you. It right? doesn't yeah. There's no sense of there's no sense of peace in your mm. being from that. And so this experience he had with his mom, like you said, I think it really is it's almost like a physical manifestation. Of the kind of comfort that God gives to mm. us, and so uh, the other thing that I wanted to to point out here was just um, him recognizing how his how the wounds from his past have perpetuated wounds through him to his Ooh. family and I think this is important for our listeners. I think it's important for all of us to hear is that um, you know whatever cycle from our past that we have picked up. We have, we have the power through God and in Christ mm. to change that cycle moving forward. That's, right. that's a beautiful, that's hopeful. So whatever, your, whatever you picked up or whatever was dumped into your like whatever wounds occurred, mm. even as you seek to discover like he did, what's this core issue to my anger? Even if there isn't a resolution with your parents or whatever like his was, there can still be healing And a change of the cycle moving forward because you're choosing to not only recognize and acknowledge these are the things that happen. This is how it's affected me. My story, yeah. But I'm going to move forward making different decisions. And I'm going to move forward learning how to experience closeness, rest, and self-soothing in healthy ways. so
0: remember what I said. We pick up a tool, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody picks up one tool. He picked up anger, right? But would that ever really work? in his marriage and with his kids. And mother picked up being strong. I have to be strong. And I mm-hmm. mean, her situation, no tell him where she came from, right? Yeah. Uh, and so we have to look at ourselves and say, what is that one thing we do that helps us and hurts us? Because anger has a place. Yes. Right? And it's okay to be angry, right? Says says be angry, it so says not. But, but when, you use, when you misuse that and you use it too often, too long at the wrong time, Right, so everybody has to look at what tool. And you know, if I if I want to disclose a little bit here, it's like I'm like I'm a caretaker or peacemaker. It's like, oh, what what do you want me to do? What can I do? It's like I have to be careful that I don't use that tool Mm -hmm. wrongly, so that I'm always just the caretaker. No, stop. Sometimes right, don't use that one first thing that that works in your life. Right, part of your emotional development is what have you been overusing. Slow down so
1: you can develop the other parts Mm -hmm. that you need, closeness, rest, acceptance. So as we close out, listeners, I want to ask you a question. You know, he talked about finally discovering that missing piece. So if you've been listening to these broadcasts and realize, man, I feel like there's a missing piece in my life, maybe for some of you, that missing piece is Christ. Maybe you have never actually come into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and you're realizing that's first and foremost my missing piece. I don't have a relationship with God. And so if that's you, I'm going to invite you to trust in Jesus Christ as your only hope of being made whole in, in, uh, in life and in, with God. And and that's gonna, that's going to do tremendous things in giving you a sense of comfort, but also understanding maybe what is the... What are the foundations of maybe some of your triggers, emotionally, anger, fear, those kind of things? Maybe you need to go on a journey. Maybe you need to see a counselor. Maybe you need to start to, as Stephen was saying, peel back the layers to figure out what the foundation of that is so that you can start moving forward. And then the final thing I'd invite you to do is is ask yourself, what's your best next step moving forward in your emotional development? And uh, we are here to help you with that. Please reach out to us. You can uh, reach us at PureSexRadio.com or on Twitter at PureSexRadio. And until next time, we pray that you just continue to press on in your pursuit of holiness and, uh, and emotional health. And we'll see you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.